Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. You know what time it is, so sit back and get ready for the Stafford Voice, your dose of conservative in a world of liberal. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? That's right. I'm your host, Daniel Stafford, and you are tuned in to The Stafford Voice, where, yes, we are conservative in a world of liberal. And, yes, please do me a favor and jump over to the chat room tonight. I'll give you two different places on how to get there. First off, you can head over to k98talk.com slash chat-room, or you can do the same and find the same chat room with the same people over at thestaffordvoice.com slash listen live. And I've gonna, I've got a little something-something for you tonight, John, with that full metal Stafford. You're gonna like one of them later on, um, like what I've got for you, um, before we get into that tonight, yes, we're going to talk about and break down what uh, little Obama's little um, primetime lecture last night, if you will, Saturday primetime. Also, you know what? We're going to also, we're going to change it up a little bit. You guys know uh, every Wednesday night, my wife and I go out on a date. And a lot of the times, lately, we're not even leaving the house. And so I'm going to share with you 15, if we can get them all in tonight, uh, 15 frugal or even free date ideas to uh, keep the spark in your relationship burning bright. Uh, So before we get into all of that stuff, yes, also, we're going to um, do the... uh, on this day in history, and I've got a little bit of a bonus for you tonight with two, that's right, two uh, little segments for Who Said That? So, as we go ahead and get things started here, wherever you're at, uh, I know that there are a lot of different ways to listen, so wherever you're at, set this channel as a favorite, whatever you have to do so you don't get left behind, because if for some strange crazy reason you do miss the show... There's no need to panic. You'll be able to catch the replay. You'll catch the podcast on whatever your podcast player of choice is, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, um, whatever it is. Uh, so just sit tight because I've got you. And in the case you aren't already following on social media, please head on over to the Twitters at Stafford Voice. That's right. I am at Stafford Voice. Or on Facebook, if you need a little more than 110, 120 characters to say what you have to say. Um, Because I know that once some of us get started, we like to throw in a bunch of hashtags or hash marks if you're talking about the president. Um, So if you need a little more space to elaborate, you can hit me up over on the Facebooks. Just search for The Stafford Voice. Um, Follow a couple of friends of mine as well. Uh, You got Artist Angie, you got Pointless Poll, you got at ATM underscore show and also make sure if you're over on the Facebooks you give a good shout out to a friend of ours Sam you may know her as Politibunny but she's she's still out there she sends so much of her love to you guys Uh, she's constantly talking about each and every one of you Um, 
She's just a powerhouse. So be sure to give some love to them. Also, the station and our few affiliates that are out there, however you're listening. Also, stay up to date with everything that's going on um, over at politattainment.net and thestaffordvoice.com. Also, while you're over at thestaffordvoice.com, I want I want you to do me a favor. At the very top of the page, you're going to find a little picture of Uncle Sam, and he wants you to take a short survey. It's it's five questions, and it's literally going to take you less than five minutes. It's just gonna just a couple of questions. That's really all I ask of you. So let's get into this, shall we? Um, and this whole uh, thing about workplace violence, or whether it's radical, um, extreme Muslim terrorism, whatever you want to call it, uh, I, I kind of threw out the idea over the weekend, and it actually woke me up in the middle of the night that, hey, I'm thinking about this all wrong. And that I needed to think about it the way they see it. And the way they see it is that it's workplace violence. They don't see it as radical Islamic terrorism. They see it as workplace violence. Why? Because that's their job. Their job is to go out there and spread Islam. And if you get in their way, they kill you. That's... So I hope you kind of see the twisted way that they look at this as workplace violence. So for a lot of us, it is terrorism. For them, it's just another day at the office. So a day at the office. Sunday night, we had Obama... Standing in the Oval Office, addressing the nation. Third, only the third time that he has uh, that he has addressed the nation from the Oval Office. The third time. All right. And he was standing at a flipping podium. He couldn't even sit at the desk. I don't know if he felt weak by doing so. And he wanted to look strong and 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 reassure the America and the world that he's got everybody's backs. I was a little taken back by that. I, maybe I was reading a little too far into things, but I just found it really, really odd. He looked extremely disconnected uh, and almost like he really was lecturing us. So... What I've done is, not only did I torture myself and listen to it once, believe it or not, I had to go back and listen to it a second time. And some of these things I had to listen to more than the than two times. Uh, so, it, it because I. I really can't wrap my head around some of these things that he says. It's just so absurd. So why don't we get into breaking down some of these uh, bit by bit? And 
there's absolutely no way I'm going to force you guys to to listen to um, all 15 minutes or 12 minutes of that ignoranus's speech. But I do have a handful of little sound bites, and his first one, he immediately out of the gate, immediately out of the gate, this is what he said. The FBI is still gathering the facts, but here's what we know. The victims were brutally murdered and injured by one of their co-workers and his wife. So immediately we jump to conclusion and say it's workplace violence. That they killed co-workers. Him and his wife, they killed co-workers. We don't really want to point the blame on what happened here. We just want to we, we, we want to cover up the idea that Islam is here in the United States, which is okay. You have that right as an American to practice your faith. But when it starts infringing on a few of those things in our founding documents, you know, like life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, you can't pursue crap if you're dead. Um... Liberty ceases to exist when somebody comes in and wants to shoot you and kill you because you don't agree with them. And obviously, life is done when they decide to kill you and you unfortunately die on their behalf. So we blame it on workplace violence that this was just some guy and his wife going on going into a holiday party we want to call it a holiday party because we remember we don't want to offend anybody we don't know if there were any established safe places in the area and maybe that's what the problem was there was he he got really upset that there was no safe place for him at this holiday party i doubt that's the case but obama made the case about blaming guns when he said this. The last few years, however, the terrorist threat has evolved into a new phase. As we've become better at preventing complex, multifaceted attacks like 9-11, terrorists turn to less complicated acts of violence, like the mass shootings that are all too common in our society. Did you catch what he said? Mass shootings. Never mind the fact that we've got radical Islamists running through the streets with guns or running into a room full of people ready to shoot them. Never mind the fact that we've got people who have spent their time in their house building pipe bombs and rigging their house to kill police officers. Never mind the fact that they stockpiled thousands upon thousands of rounds of ammunition. Never mind the fact that even in their vehicle that they tried that they were getting away in, they had roughly 1500 rounds of ammunition. Hell, that's more than most of our guys in the military have from supply. Then they then they get issued from supply to go out and and kill these rat bastards that's really really sad but okay workplace violence okay i can i, I get it 
blame the guns. It's the liberal thing to do. We we always turn to blaming guns. But is there something else? There's got to be something else, right? Let's just ask Obama. And as groups like ISIL grew stronger amidst the chaos of war in Iraq and then Syria, and as the Internet erases the distance between countries, we see growing efforts by terrorists to poison the minds of people. Okay, see, now Obama has made the argument that this is why the government should control the Internet. The government needs to control the Internet. That's it. It's settled. Let the government be in charge of, of the Internet. They need a kill switch because if people are out there and they have the opportunity to get on the Twitters or get on the Facebooks or any other type of social media, then and they can spread these, these things, we've got to be able to shut them down. Because we don't want them to, sh we, we want to shut them down so they don't open up shop. Oh, eh, wow. Really bad rap reference there. But we don't want these rap bastards to be able to use the internet. We don't want them to be able to use guns because, hey, they could get upset and go cause violence at their workplace. Okay. Now, Look, we all know that Obama thinks his crap doesn't stink. And the whole time he's sitting there lecturing us, he's trying to reassure us that he's in charge, that he's there to protect us. For seven years... I have confronted this evolving threat each and every morning in my intelligence briefing. I know how real the danger is. As Commander-in-Chief, I have no greater responsibility than the security of the American people. Okay, look. Yes. Any other given president realizes that as Commander-in-Chief... It is your responsibility to protect the American way of life and to protect Americans. That is your job. Your job isn't to go out there and, and, and open our borders and bring these people over. To bring refugees in who we can't take a look at we can't even trust these guys to to keep an eye on the IRS and who they want to attack and who they don't want to attack. We, we don't even trust these guys to get our veterans an appointment at the VA. How in the hell are we going to expect them to thoroughly vet these people as we bring them in? let alone those on the southern border. Look, people don't believe Obama anymore. They're starting to see all of his cracks that we've been talking about over the last six, seven, eight years. And somebody today, somebody today probably said it best 
And I got to give a huge shout out to this guy, Lieutenant Colonel um, Ralph Peters. This is what he had to say. This is absolutely fan flipping tastic. Uh, you know, don't be afraid. Look, Mr. President, we're not afraid. We're angry. We're pissed off. We're furious. Yes. Yes. We want you to react. We want you to do something. You're afraid. I mean, this guy is such a total pussy. It's stunning. And, you know, we want, the, we the people, the American people, whom he, he does not know in any intimate sort of, sort of manner, we want action. We want action against Islamic State. And then, then, when the president is telling us, you know, he is going to destroy ISIS. Look, the largest pop, the large population of Americans don't trust him. They don't believe him. They don't think he has any clue what it's going to take to destroy ISIL, ISIS, ISIL, Daesh, whatever the hell we want to call him today. But kudos to to um, Lieutenant Colonel Peters for calling him out, calling him a pussy, because that's really what he is. He's so damn scared, he doesn't want to be the bad guy. He always wants to be the good guy. And when, every time he gets out there and gives these stupid, ridiculous speeches, these lectures, every single time, it's double talk. He... he condemns you over here for this but praises you over here for doing the same thing he's such an idiot and look here's another one that that is speaking for thousands and millions of americans here's another one if you see something say something right. but it's also if you see something don't say anything offensive right it's it's ridiculous and his speech was an epic fail it was like when you have to go to a dinner with your parents but you have a party to go to afterwards that's what it felt like he was just trying to get through it because he wanted to go to this event afterwards you know I, I did not feel better I didn't feel any passion from him like you said Andrea mm -hmm. I felt like he could give a sh excuse me like he, he could care less he could care less so and here we have 14 people dead today is the anniversary of Pearl Harbor mm -hmm. okay his speech should have had a lot more passion. Look, Stacey Dash, could you, if you couldn't hear the passion in her voice, you're deaf. She could hardly contain herself. She was crawling within her own skin, ready to burst at the seams. And I, I, I'm right there with her. He doesn't care. He's almost done. His time is almost over. He Was he able to accomplish everything that he set out? No. Did he do a great deal? Whether you're... It, look, he got a lot done? Yes. Good things? No. Bad things? <laughs> you bet. But... And... This goes to what I was saying earlier. A lot of people are starting to feel like this. It looks to me like the best part of you ran down to crack your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. I think you've been cheated. To begin with, Congress should act to make sure no one on a no-fly list is able to buy a gun. Look, we were all cheated. We were all cheated. 
some of us knew a little better. And we tried to warn people. But how do you warn someone who is completely clueless? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good movie reference line when you're talking about Stacy Dash. Um, but look, something else he said last night was about the no fly list and about the selling weapons. I I don't even know how how he does it. This listen, just listen to what he says. To begin with. Congress should act to make sure no one on a no-fly list is able to buy a gun. What could possibly be the argument for allowing a terrorist suspect to buy a semi-automatic weapon? This is a matter of national security. We also need to make it harder for people to buy powerful assault weapons, like the ones that were used in San Bernardino. Okay, if we... Look. If this was about national security, then why are... Why are people on the no-fly list in America anyway? And even if they are here, why are they free to roam? If these guys aren't free to fly and are free to fly the skies over America or anywhere else, why are they allowed to walk the streets? Do you want them in your backyards? I sure in the hell don't want them in the sky. I sure in the hell don't want them driving down the road. And I sure in the hell do not want them running around in my backyard. Now, let me touch on this whole idea of assault weapons. Now, I have a little bit of a disadvantage, okay? When I was in the Army... I was trained on a whole lot of different things. We were... My job in the military was... a. I was a basic bomb technician. When there were landmines out there that needed to be cleared, guess who they called? This guy. When we needed to blow something up, we didn't always have the right explosives nearby. We kind of had to make our own. Field expedient methods usually worked a little better, but banning assault weapons. Look, if we're going to ban assault weapons, we need to ban spoons because they they make skinny people fat. If we're going to ban assault weapons, ban the Quran because it tells you to go out and kill people who do not believe the same thing you believe. If we want to ban assault weapons, you need to close down Home Depot or Lowe's because I can go in there and I can buy a hammer and I can beat the crap out of the back of your skull Just as easy as I can to put a forty-five in the in your face. 
You need to ban household chemicals. Because I can take household chemicals and, ooh, wow, we don't even want to know what I can do with those. I don't even really want to talk about it. So if we want to ban assault weapons, look, I can do more with a pen than most people can do with a bow and arrow or a slingshot or a rifle. Yeah. Banning assault weapons. Okay, look. Obviously, look. Even go back to the Boston Bombers. The Sarnev brothers. Sarnayev brothers. These two punks... turned a pressure cooker into an assault weapon. Now, I'll be damned if the government's going to come in and take my slow cooker away. Even though, yeah, I I got a couple ideas that I can use a slow cooker, that I could use my crock pot to um, cook a little something-something up. Now... Hat tip to the hill for this one, okay? I, I stumbled upon this a little earlier, um, prepping for the show. And hat tap to the hill for this. Because Obama said that we can't really put a finger on, on this. And, you know, we're not for certain whether... You know, we can't be for certain that that all of these people, all these refugees coming in are bad. So, hat tip to the hill for this one. It said, uh, quote, Intelligence officials have determined that Islamic extremists have explored using the refugee program to enter the United States. They told the head of uh, Homeland Security Committee Rep. Representative Michael McCall, Republican of Texas, and he revealed portions of a classified letter from the National Counterterrorism Center, the NCTC, uh, on Monday, which offered new claims not previously disclosed by the Obama administration. The disclosure could give ammunition to critics of the White House's refugee plans who have warned that the program is vulnerable to infiltration by adherents of the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria, ISIS. The NCTC has identified, quote, Individuals with ties to terrorist groups in Syria attempting to gain entry to the U.S. through the U.S. refugee program. They went on to uh, say that, quote, The refugee system, like all immigration programs, is vulnerable to exploitation from extremist groups seeking to send operatives to the West. So... You got that going for you. Look, there's so many different flipping agencies. They don't even talk to each other. And this is news that we've reported on, that we reported on last week during our special report. We reported on this exact stuff. And... 
Look, it just proves that he's done. He doesn't care. He's ready to wash his hands and go to the next fundraiser for Hillary Clinton or or feel the burn or whoever that person's going to be. But you know what? He couldn't get... He just had to to tell us that we should not blame Islam. Here's what else we cannot do. We cannot turn against one another by letting this fight be defined as a war between America and Islam. Look, Islam is at war with us. Whether he wants to admit it or not, they want to take away and defeat and bring down Western ideology. They want to erase the world of Jews. They want to erase all of Christianity or anybody else for that matter that doesn't agree with them. I'm sorry, Mr. Resident, but you know what? I'm not afraid to point my finger at what I think might be willing to kill me. And I'll be damned if I'm scared to look between those sights and point the barrel at the exact same thing that wants to take me out. I'm not scared. No way, no how. All right. We went a little long with some of the sound bites. But, you know, well, we're, we're going to take a break. As we're, when we come back, we're going to change the mood. We're going to talk about some, some frugal and, if not free, ideas that, that can keep the spark in your relationship alive. So when we come back, that's what we're going to talk about. But before we go to break, look, I want to remind you guys about our good friends over at RWNJ Funding. If you guys haven't been over to the site, you need to check it out. These, and I know what you're thinking. The last thing you need that we need is another crowdfunding website, but I'm telling you, we do. Because everywhere you turn, somebody is crying the damn PC game, and quite frankly, we're all sick of it. But I'm going to tell you, there's a place, a safe place. Okay, we all need safe places these days, and. This particular safe place, they don't play the PC game, okay? They don't. It's just not who they are. Who they are is conservative. They hold libertarian ideals just as close to them as they do conservative ideals, okay? You know what I'm talking about here? Look, this company reflects constitutional values. They're not going to shut down your campaign or cancel it because somebody got offended. They believe in you more than you think they do. I will just trust me on that. And I I believe in what they are doing over I believe in these guys over at RWNJ funding so much that it's the only crowdfunding website that I will use no matter what. It's not too good to be true. Please head on over to rwnjfunding.com. Again, that is rwnjfunding.com and start your campaign today.
Red Nation Rising brings you Town Hall Radio. From a single tweet to three million a month, our community is a force to be reckoned with on social media. So don't miss our show Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on K98 Talk. Our chat room is our co-host and you ask the question. Join us and be heard. So get ready to sound off on Red Nation Rising Radio. No one else is going to do it for you. I'm not the type of guy that jumps into anything without first doing my research. And when I was looking for a holster, I'll admit I was having one heck of a time. You know what I'm talking about here. You find one you like, you try it on, it would be clunky. Another one fits good, but costs way too much. So you try on one last holster, it was slim, lightweight, priced right, but lo and behold, you slide your pistol in and it falls right out. So what do you do? You've tried all these mass market holsters. Well, go custom. I know what you're thinking. I thought it too. Too pricey. Wrong. My guy over at Rebel Road Tactical will not only put together the perfect fitting, hand-molded, hand-assembled, custom Kydex holster, but you'll get it at an affordable price. Don't wait. Contact Rebel Road Tactical today at 682-217-4579. Again, that's 682-217-4579. The dramatic reinvention of Top Training. Here come the Spa Dolphins. The only thing that can cure racism is Robert E. Lee's penis. Who named this cat? Limberbutt McCubbin. A Trump Biden debate. Plugs versus rugs. <laughs> Real serious nonsense. The show's so bad, you'll laugh at us. The worst podcast. We obviously hold that title. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, K98 Talk. Conservative. In a world of liberal. The Stafford Voice. Alright, we're back. And sorry, I'm trying to dig into some of these incredible cookies. Oh man. Peanut butter cookies with little Hershey's kisses on top. Oh man. Wow. Um, okay, so... I probably should let you know who you're listening to. Yeah, this is the Stafford Voice, and I am your host, Daniel Stafford. Okay, so, look, every week, Wednesday, it just so happens that Wednesday's the best night, and sometimes we have to kind of, we kind of have to adjust, my wife and I. We have to adjust and do it on a Tuesday or Thursday night, but every week, we have date night. We completely shut down everything, and it's, we spend together time, it's time together, and and lately it's been more than just going and grabbing a quick bite to eat. Now, when I say quick bite to eat, for the last eight, nine years that we've done date night, we have set ourselves a budget, Uh, we... Originally, we tried to do it under $20, and that really proved to be difficult, to spend $20 on dinner and make sure that we still were able to have an atmosphere that that we could still shut down and and talk and catch up on the things of the week and what's coming up during the month or, or whatever. 
So we've kind of bumped that up a little bit, and we've bumped it up, bumped it up to thirty. And but, and it's it doesn't it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Lately, what we've done is we've just sat at home, and we one night we ordered takeout, one night we ordered in a pizza, and we sat on the floor in the living room and threw in a movie, that, and. and we just sat and watched a movie, and we had such a blast. So I wanted to uh, share with you guys a couple of ideas that are, one, either super, super cheap, or two, completely free. And I can't take complete credit for this list. This I found this over at lifehack.org. Um yeah, I I really like the website. There's two life hack websites. There's lifehack.org and then there's lifehacker.com. I think that's what it is. But um I frequent these websites oh probably every 3 or 4 days. They usually have some really good stuff up there. So but I ran across this one and I thought it was really really fascinating. So I wanted to share with you guys a couple of ideas. Because look, you're going to spend the rest of your life with your spouse. So you've got to keep the spark there. If if for some reason it goes away, it can be really, really hard to reignite that fire. So you've got to constantly uh, stoke the fire, if you will. So here's so here's probably I don't know if we'll get all fifteen of these, but there's some really good ones. So let's. And I haven't shared this this list with my wife, so and I know she's listening because she's sitting right here getting ready to poke me in the side and say, hey, that's a good one, let's do that. Um, so here's one, and some of these we've tried without even realizing it. Um, take a free class. Well, our class wasn't free. We, we, took, some, um, we took some college classes together. Um, despite the fact that both of us were about ready to rip all of our heads out, or rip out all of our hair. We did have a lot of fun together. It was a lot of fun sitting in the office and um, helping each other with with some of our problems and some of our homework on the on the big dry erase board. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm probably speaking more for myself than my wife, but it, even your even in your community, a, a lot of local communities will put on these free classes and these could be a cooking class or a fitness class and trust me <laughs> there's there's nothing more fun than trying to uh what babe what's what's the one called where you go in and you're doing the zumba that's what it is, zumba do me a favor go to your local community center sign you and your wife up to do or sign you and your husband up for a Zumba class there's <laughs> you guys will laugh for months on end I mean you guys will have stories to tell your grandchildren and great grandchildren if you live that long because global warming is probably going to kill us here in about the next mm, five or six days anyway the way they they tell it so here's another idea have a DIY photo shoot. Set up a tripod um, or balance your phone on a flat surface 
and have fun being silly together while taking pictures. And then you don't even have to get up off the damn couch to do this one. You can just grab your phone, head on over to Instagram, take a bunch of selfies, and have fun. Laugh it up. Find something around the house. Use your broom. Guys, it doesn't hurt to pick up a broom. Uh, you're you're already using it to to play air guitar or use it to crank out the the recent Bon Jovi tune, the the last Bon Jovi hit back from you know, early '80s. You're already doing it when nobody's home. Do it in front of your wife. Find some props around the house. Take some selfies. Whatever. You're gonna have fun, and you'll be able to look back and recreate some of those the older you get. Um, watch the sunrise or set together. One one of the things my wife and I did for this, something similar to this, is um, I like to camp. My wife is not a camper. Her idea of camping, for the most part, is a cheap hotel. <laughs> so, but, so, I took her camping once. Now, for me, camping... I, Probably in the last six or seven years, I've set my tent up once, and that was because my wife went camping with me. So I did everything. I did, I did the food. I, I did the fire. I, I, I did it all. And even when we talk about it, and we've talked about going back out and doing it again, she said, despite the fact that we were camping, it still was a lot of fun because we got away from it and... We were together, except for the coyotes. Yes, she has to remind me every time about the coyotes. Look, the coyotes were like 10 miles away, but because you're outside, it's dark. It was, I think it was early fall. So sound travels, and it sounds like they're right outside the tent. They're not. They're like five miles away. They're just loud little creatures. Um, this actually sounds like fun. Uh, make a time capsule. Find some stuff. Write your write each other a love letter, and don't let don't let each other read it. Don't let each other read it. Uh, take a couple of other things. You know, go out to the movies, save your tickets, write each other a love letter, take a selfie, print it off your computer. And put it in a time capsule and save it. Put a date on it of when you're going to open it. And, you know, a couple years down the road, you'll look back and you're like, oh, wow, that was that was really cool. Hey, let's do that again. Um, here's one we actually did on the show. And I you guys are going to you guys are going to hammer me for this one. But we really had a lot of fun, even though I lost on air, which was one of maybe three times she beat me. Uh, of the hundreds of times, but throw a 90s board game night. You know, break out those old board games, dust them off, and have a board game night. Now, for us, one night, um, we were really packed that week, so we kind of packed our date night into the same time as uh, doing the show. So we sat here on air, and we played Uno together, and I totally missed her calling Uno, and, and I know some of you guys have said, yeah, she totally whooped you. So that was a lot of fun, and it didn't cost anything. 
our Uno cards are 15, 20 years old. Um, have a slumber party. Get the blankets out like you were kids. Toss them down on the on on the uh, living room floor. Turn on a movie. Shut the lights out. If you fall asleep, who cares? It you just spend some time together. Um, create a bucket list. This and this, I think we're probably going to work on this at some point real soon. Is cr- we're going to create a bucket list together. We're going to put down a bunch of things and we've already checked some of them off but we've the more we talk about the things that we've checked off the more we realize there's other things we want to do so I think we just need to put them down on a bucket list and maybe even put it in a time capsule and see if in the next five to ten years we see how much we can get done have a cook-off we were talking about this one um (laughs) while we were eating dinner and look my wife would tell you she's a she's not that great of a cook I happen to think she is. Um, tonight we had uh, Dorito pie casserole or something like Dorito pie. And super easy to make, I think. Yes. And so have a cook-off. And, and it says right here, have a cook-off with your partner using only things you already have in the fridge. Uh, one of you can make the main course, one of you can make the start, or uh, one of you can make the starter and, and the other one could make a dessert. And whichever one's best, obviously, winner gets to flaunt it. So, um, go for a breakfast picnic. I think you could probably wrap that one up about going out and camping or something like that. Have a spa night. Okay. No, I'm I'm not going to talk about that one. You know, men, rub your wife's feet every now and then. They do a lot more for you than you think they do. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, go to this one would get us in a lot of trouble, and I'm not the big library guy. My wife is. My wife loves to go to the library. I don't like to go to the library. I prefer to go to the bookstore. The last thing you want to see is my wife or I in a bookstore with money. <laughs> that would that is a recipe for disaster. Both of us love to read. Both of us usually have to sit there and and talk each other down of which ones to put back and which ones to keep. Uh, have a movie marathon. This is one that we're probably going to do. We'll probably have to save it for a Friday or a Saturday night because we went over to my sister-in-law's house um, on Saturday night for our family Christmas get-together, and they got us season one of The Big Bang Theory. Absolutely love the show, but my wife and I have never seen any of the very first episodes. So we're going to have a uh, Big Bang uh, marathon. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Fire up some popcorn and uh, dig into that. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. You taking? I better be taking notes. Uh, have a karaoke night. I don't think we could accomplish that one. I'm just going to put it that way. Uh, the <laughs> maybe we need to based off the based off what I'm hearing in the background. Uh, take a walk through nature. You could do that while you're out camping in the woods or something. Um, I know typically we try and keep this a, a, a G or a PG PG thirteen rated show. 
because you know, I want your kids to listen and you're going to you you will I want your kids to learn and and take something away that they're not going to get at school. So kids, earmuffs, parents, send your kids over to the grandparents' house, play strip scrabble. Okay. <laughs> that was that one's on the list. I don't know if that one's going to happen here and happen in the Stafford household, but I'm probably not going to report on that one. Okay, so you guys in the chat room are really wanting me to give you some falsetto. How about I try and hit a metal note for you? Yeah! Okay, so, you know what? We, we're, <laughs> we're running short on time, so we might not get the... Uh, we might not cover the last break, so let's just keep on rolling because we've only got like 10 minutes left for the show tonight. So let's dig into what happened on this day in history. Well, let me just read something to you real quick. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Okay, Those were the words of... President uh, Roosevelt as he addressed a joint session of Congress and he was asking them to approve a resolution recognizing the the state of war between the United States and Japan the Senate voted 82 to 0 the House of Republicans or the House of Representatives I'm sorry voted 388 to 1 the the only dissenter was a representative from Montana. Her name's Jeanette Rankin, and she's a devout pacifist who also who had also cast a dissenting vote um, against the U.S. going into World War One. Um, so on this day in history, in an early morning sneak attack, the Japanese warplanes um, bombed the United States naval air, air base at Pearl Harbor. And despite intelligence saying that an attack was imminent, Roosevelt, the Roosevelt administration had uh, remained firm in its demand that the Japanese first withdraw from not only China and French Indochina, but also to renounce their alliance with uh, Germany and Italy. And we all know that Japan refused, and it eventually led to that sneak attack. Um, with, there was approximately 360 Japanese warplanes, and they all launched from only six carriers. The first dive bomber was spotted around 7.55 in the morning, Hawaii time, on a Sunday morning. In the end, 18 U.S. ships were either destroyed, sunk, or capsized. More than 180 planes were destroyed, and another 150 were damaged. The American casualties totaled more than 3,400, more than 2,400 killed. On the Arizona alone, there was 1,000. The Japanese lost fewer than 100 men. I, I, I always get a little choked up thinking about the resolve of the men and women back during World War One and World War Two, they were a lot tougher than some of the people we got today. I'm not trying to diminish the strength or anything of those 
serving in our armed forces. But I'm I'm talking mainly the uh, mainly the leadership at the very very top of the chain. Um. So, what time is it? That's right. It is time for who said that? And I told you we've got two special special choices for tonight um we're just going to go ahead and jump right in it, look if you're new to the show who said that it, it doesn't matter if you're a republican a democrat liberal or conservative it doesn't matter you could be in the media you could be an elected official or even a celebrity for all that matter if you say something completely and utterly stupid that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt you are too stupid to insult, <laughs> well, we're going to make fun of you and we're going to highlight it. And this week, check out these two guys. And I think what the media should also be cautious about is just because he had a religion that he was Muslim, it had nothing to do with these acts. Islam does not agree and does not support any type of actions that occur like this. It does not support killing. It does not support murder of innocent individuals. I think every investigation that FBI does when it's involving a Muslim will involve some type of terrorist well, investigation for it. There was, it. there was information about the fact that his co-worker has kind, of, has kind of made fun of him, for example, in his beard. He was a very isolated uh, introverted individual with really no friends that we could identify like like maybe one friend or no friends just because that person is of Muslim belief or Muslim tradition and I don't think we should jump to too many conclusions in particular because we need to protect the Muslim community and right now we're seeing a lot of infringements on upon, upon rights that are important to all of us due to religion just because it was a person of a certain last name and let's say it was committed, it was alleged to be committed on behalf of Christians and you had a Christian last name, or was alleged to be, be, be committed on behalf of Jews and you had a Jewish last name, and your faith was constantly being attacked. I mean, there is, I, I, I have so many Muslim friends and so many people that I work with that are, that are Muslim, and no one, every Muslim community around the world has been in a state of remorse and condemnation of these acts. No one supports it. We're, we're criminal defense attorneys. We look for actual evidence. So we can't jump to conclusions as what we believe. And every headline, um, until, until there is absolute clear evidence, every headline doesn't have to say Muslim massacre, massacre or uh, Muslim shooters because it's, it's going to cause intolerance, and what we need right now is forgiveness. Um, when, it, when, when someone goes crazy and commits an act that could totally be work-related, um, it doesn't make a statement on behalf of an entire religion. We're trying to protect people, and at the same time, we're still in mourning for both the family and the victims, and it, it was tragic, it's horrible, and, um, and, and we're trying to heal the nation, I think, as a whole. Okay. Listen, hey, shut up, lady. Okay, sorry about that. Those two bumbling attorneys, one of them was David S. Chesley, and the other one was Mohammed Abershaid. Abershaid. 
or however the hell you want to say it. Look, these guys are representing the family of Saeed Farouk. Just the family, not him, okay? I don't know where they found these two Utes. These, uh, sorry, Ioana, these two Utes. Look, these guys are dumbasses. They, they could, they, oh. I, I don't know who's dumber, them or this next one. Check this. Hi, I'm... Let's take a journey and see how man-made climate change is hurting children around the world. Today, we're seeing more extreme weather everywhere. And as a California girl, I'm not the only one experiencing drought. Over the Pacific, in the Philippines, we've seen more devastating tropical cyclone patterns emerging. While further west in Bangladesh... Millions of children and families have lost their homes to flooding because it's always children who are first to suffer from its impact. Over in East Africa, climate change is helping spread mosquitoes and malaria, which already kills 800 children every day. And the forecast is conditions will worsen. So please join me in supporting UNICEF to change the forecast for children. Fight unfair. Okay, look, that was none other than Katy Perry. I think she needs to just stick to putting on fancy ensembles and going out and singing. Obviously, she's a little confused on climate change and what exactly it affects. Or maybe climate change has gotten to her brain. I don't know. Climate change, climate change, oh, Jesus. I'm so confused by how many ignoranous people out there think climate change is real. Weather happens! And on that note, that's all I've got for this week. That's all. And God willing, is Stafford Voice, I, your host, Daniel Stafford, will be back next week. Do me a favor, follow me over on the Twitters at Stafford Voice, or you can look me up on Facebook by looking for The Stafford Voice. Email your questions or comments to thestaffordvoice at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your time, and until next week, thanks and God bless. Yeah.